you might have wondered, how did I start this whole intuitive journey, giving intuitive readings, mediumship readings, and teaching intuition? I'm going to share my past and get vulnerable and share a secret. I'm still afraid of the dark. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. If you have found me, you are a seeker of spiritual growth. I honor your journey. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast is an interview from the Intuitive Expo in May. I was interviewed by Allison Murray from Hanging with the Web. This interview is really an exciting interview. The tables were turned. She asked about how I got into intuition and my childhood. I go back to when I was young and I share how I'm still afraid of the dark, as well as some prophetic dreams from college, aka my sweetheart, boyfriend then, and now husband. It's a real in-depth interview, and if you want to see the full version, I will leave the link for YouTube below. This gives you a little sneak peek of how and who I was before you know me today. I love teaching about intuition, and I know it's there for everybody. My story may be different from yours, but no, we can always tap into that muscle. Now, please excuse some of the sound because it was from a live event and we did the best to catch the audio. I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think and share your thoughts and what you learned on Instagram. Follow me at The Intuitive Woman. All right, welcome back. Thanks for logging on and tuning in. If you haven't already, hit that like button and subscribe. That way you can keep coming back over and over to hang with us and our wonderfully talented and creative guests in the arts and entertainment world. I'm Allison Murray, and right now we are at the um, expose, intuitive expose, hosted by Pam Denton in Syracuse, New York. And uh, we're hanging with intuitive speaker, podcaster, Reiki teacher, Tina Conroy. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Thank you. Thanks so much. So you do have a lot going on. So first of all, let's start with your intuitiveness. Tell us about your gift. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So my intuitive gift started as a child, um, which I think a lot of people say that. And so as a child, I was very fearful. I you know, couldn't sleep in the dark. I was afraid of the dark. I, um, I think now I had spirit was trying to contact me and connect with me and I didn't know a language around it. So for me, it was bad or evil. It had to be because I didn't know. Right. And so as a child, I went through a lot of, you know, unusual things, premonition, dreams, things like that. And then fast forward through high school and college, there was a specific uh, dream that I had in college and I have since married my high school sweetheart. And I had a dream that he was in a very difficult, uh, harmful, like evening. There were no cell phones at the time. And I had this whole dream that he was being chased with men in a truck with guns and he went to a school in rural Pennsylvania. Anyway, the next morning when I contacted him and I asked him, how are you and what's going on? He 
basically told me my dream had come true, everything that I had dreamt. And at that time, it was really scary, and I didn't know what to do with it. But I also knew in my being that there was more to this, and that this would be unfolding over my lifetime. If you ask me then of what I do now, I would say you're crazy. But as life had had it, I kept moving in and out of intuition. And then at 29, I was a young mom with two children. I had kids pretty young. And I felt myself very alone. I didn't have any other mom friends. And so I found yoga. And yoga was my doorway in. Once I started practicing yoga for myself and then teaching yoga to kids and teens and then adults, my intuition opened more and more. And so that's when I started to understand it more. But it wasn't until I started to get a good language around it and get a teacher to help me. Because you can have a lot of intuition. Mm -hmm. Everyone does, by the way. Um, but it's just a matter of harnessing it and asking and developing it. And I feel like you do need a guide and accountability and a, a teacher for that, just so that you have boundaries with it if you choose to develop it. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing that you don't come from a psychic family background, or do you? Well, interestingly enough, my grandmother had very prophetic dreams, and so, but my grandmother's dreams were always very uh, negative and dark, so I was afraid of that, and that's the fear right. part. Um, you know, grandmommy, she's not with us now, would have a dream that someone died or something really horrible happened, but she wouldn't know who, so she would make the phone call to every family member and say, you know, what's happening, and unfortunately, um, at a very young age, I was 13 at the time, my uncle was 33, and she had dreamt that somebody would pass, and unfortunately, um, he did, suddenly. And it really rocked the family, and again, that was another example to me that this is not good. This is fearful. Right. This is not a good thing. So, we never said psychic. I don't think I even knew the term, or intuitive, but I knew that grandmommy had a dream. That's, that's what it was. Right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so let's see. Do you do readings? You do readings. For I people. do. So how long does a typical reading last? So I do half hour and night, uh, half hour and hour, and now I do them virtually. So oh, I'm nice. Yeah, and I love that. So I do it in person and I do it virtually. And I've I've read for people all the way from New Zealand to New York State to whomever. I I love giving readings. It really lifts my soul. So half hour and hour, and I really like to give the person the recording. I find we meet on Zoom, which is a webinar-based um, interface, and I let them have the, the reading, the recording. And the reason for that is really because in the moment, the messages are coming through, but they may forget and they can listen to it after. Um, but I do feel like my readings are healings because of the Reiki work I do, and it's just guidance. So then they can listen and validate and, and take it forward. Very good. Yeah. And you are a Reiki teacher. I so know. tell us about um, being a Reiki teacher. Mm -hmm. um, what exactly is Reiki? Okay. So um, Reiki is um, a form of natural healing um, from Japan. And the lineage that I follow is the Dr. Asui lineage. There's two different couple lineages. Um, so it was formed in Japan probably in the 1800s, maybe earlier. From It's hard to know the exact time. 
And so we have a natural ability within us to heal. Um, Reiki is a hands-on healing. So if you've ever, have you ever experienced Reiki? I have not. Okay, so Reiki is a hands-on healing. Um, we have what's called chi or chi in the body. So I refer it a lot to acupuncture. Have okay. you ever had acupuncture? No, but I, I'm you know more familiar. Yes. And I think that sometimes acupuncture is a Chinese medicine and Reiki is Japanese medicine or Japanese healing. And so in acupuncture, there's chi, which runs through the body, which is energy. Right. They call it chi. In Japanese, it's ki, so Reiki. So if you look at the word Reiki, it's ray like the sun, ki is the energy. And so when you get a treatment of Reiki, it's, it's transmission of energy from the practitioner. So me, if I was the practitioner, down through the crown of my head, through my hands, into the person. But it's not my energy. It's universal life force. So there's light touch or hovering. It's not manipulation of tissue. So it's not a massage. And the person receives the energy, again, back to the garden hose, kind of opens up the flow. And people feel really a sense of calm, de-stressing. It helps with pain, emotionally and physically. Um, I see a lot of people with many different things. And the other thing I would say is you don't have to be very ill to receive Reiki. So you could be an everyday person um, to receive it. I, I kind of say it's sort of like a car. Don't wait for your car to seize, get the oil changed. Right? So preventative. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So it's hands-on healing. All right. Um, our, um, is your intuitive part and your um, uh, Reiki part hand-in-hand? Hand? It is. Can it, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So when I'm giving a Reiki treatment to someone, I, I, the intuitive is there. So if I'm picking something up such as energy, or if I'm picking something up that's blocked, um, I may be getting a message through from a departed loved one. I'll share it with the person. Um, I do ask if this is something they want to receive, because not everybody wants to. You know, they may be coming for Reiki and they just want to feel better. Um, but sometimes I do have, I work with my guides and, and share with them um, what, but it works in tandem. Okay. So the Reiki and the intuitive work does work in tandem. I can't turn it off. It just is. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, can Reiki wear um, out or can you over energize someone? I would say no. Um, Reiki doesn't wear out. Um, it's because it's a flow and it's universal. So when someone receives a treatment, um, do you mean when they receive a treatment does it wear out, or do you mean for the person giving? Um, maybe after, or both, actually, because okay. does it wear you down too? Okay. Yeah. No. So that's, <laughs> that's a, a two-part question. question. Yeah. No, that's a good question. So I'll talk for me first. Reiki doesn't wear me down because it's the only one of the few energy modalities which is a giving and receiving. So if you can imagine a tube of a tube. Uh, through my body and the light comes through the tube and out into the next person. So as the, as the flow of light is flowing through me, I'm actually feeling good and okay. feeling energized. And then so is the person because I'm not giving them my energy. Right. So it's kind of like back and forth, if you can okay. imagine. Um, to your other point, if the person receives a Reiki treatment, um, will it wear off? Hmm. So I feel 
feel that when they receive a treatment, especially the first 24 hours, there's a lot of processing on the physical plane, so they may feel better, they may sleep better. I get that a lot, like I slept really well. Um, but I think it's all, it's working unknowns to us. So it's, a, it's sort of like, Physically, you feel it right away, um, and then the emotional and the spiritual part is working. Um, but again, just like any other treatment, it's not just like a one-all fix. Um, I wish it was, but it's something that you may need to do uh, more often depending on the situation you're going through. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, let's see. Why do some people who receive uh, Reiki experience various colors? Mm. So, you know, it's just how we process things. So some people will see color and light and some people won't. And so it's really just because everyone is a sensory person um, and it's not good or bad. So some people will never see light or color, but they'll feel really good. Some people will say they feel like movement through their body. Some people never feel that. I have people that fall asleep and snore. <laughs> and, I, and I tell them the Reiki still works. <laughs> Also, people that come and are crying and are releasing, and the Reiki still works. I have people that are chatting to me because they're chatty people. Like, I actually am working with two therapists right now, and they like to talk to me the entire time. <laughs> and the Reiki still works. So, oh my goodness! Yeah. So the Reiki will work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, get <laughs> I think I'm getting the sense of what it is. Um, can Reiki, Reiki accelerate the body's healing rate? And if so, how does that? Work? Yes. So Reiki can accelerate the body's. Uh, rate and the, the healing rate and so again we don't really know how we just trust that it does um, and so we kind of it when we when we open up to Reiki it's for the highest good so it will accelerate where the person needs to be and, and that's kind of a twofold thing because sometimes people have come to me or another Reiki master teacher that are in the last stages of cancer and for the highest good I may be easing their pain helping facilitate because it's not me right. easing their pain um, but they may not uh, recover because that's their path at this time right but the Reiki in that period of time will assist them to transition so it's a it's not a miracle cure but it cures the state of where you are okay I got you. in the vibration yes. you are in yeah, yeah I understand um, let's talk about your podcast. So what is your podcast? Oh, great. So uh, my podcast is the Intuitive Women Podcast, and I'm on all the podcast apps. So that would be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all of that. And I've been podcasting five years. Wow. Um, and so this show I've been podcasting for three years, and it's a combination of a solo show, uh, just myself, where I do guided meditations, and I'll be talking about Reiki, things like that. Solo, and I also have guests on. So I have a lot of different women on that will speak about um, spiritual topics. So basically, spiritual topics, and um, it's one of my favorite things to do. I love my podcast. I love interviewing amazing people, and I love guiding meditations. And it's a free resource. So I always say to people, it's a free resource. Connect with me on the community, um, and you can find me in pretty much any podcast app at this point. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. This episode is sponsored by my private intuitive coaching program. You can attend this four-week program from anywhere. 
some of the things we will cover. Learn the seven clairs and how to strengthen them in everyday life. Gain clarity on your goals and aspirations of what's possible for you. Connect with your angels and spirit guides. Allow your dreams to become more heightened and learn to receive and understand their messages. Learn to create a home altar. Learn clearing techniques for your personal body, home, and workspace. Deepen your meditation skills. Create a daily spiritual routine to enhance your intuition through automatic writing and so much more. All the information will be below in the show notes. I hope you will give yourself this gift, this gift of developing your intuition for greater clarity, purpose, and connection. I would love to be your guide. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. Namaste.